The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. This is the FM Evolution podcast brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to The Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black of FM Evolution. And every month, I'm always ecstatic to have our friends on from Pro FMI. Randy Olson is joining uh, us today. Randy, how are you doing, Good sir? Good to see you again. Feels like it's been too long. Yeah, sir. I'm excited. And we have our special guest, Eileen McMorrow. Hey, I, how are you? Thank I'm you for joining delighted us. Delighted to be here. It was a long, hot weekend in New Jersey, but um, it's Monday morning, so we're back to work. I love it. I love it. We are. Uh, we're going to be talking today about the 2022 FM uh, uh, results from you, from your uh, reporting last for last year, and I'm excited to hear about this because I want to kind of hear what happened, you know, between the last couple of years and see how things are changing. And but. Before that happens, you know, as kind of a, a way of getting to know you guys, we'd love to hear, you know, what you're reading. And then I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about what you guys uh, do uh, and where you work at and who you are. So yeah. the listeners can, if they haven't met you yet, can get to know you. Eileen, why don't you start us off? Sure. If you'd like to hear about what I'm reading, I don't know if everyone's ready for this, but. Yeah, let's go. Right. Need anything so, good? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's pretty good. Um, reading Unthinkable, which is Congressman Jamie Raskin's book, based on the events nice. from like late 2021 into what happened in the beginning of 2021. So it's interesting now that we're just finished the eight days of hearings and what he mm-hmm. describes in the book as what the experience was for not only the members of, of Congress who were in session, but everyone who was around it, what happened in, in the nation's capital. And part of that relates to the fact that, you know, that He's writing about, it was published a year later, right? He brings it out January 4th, based on January 6th. But at the end of December, January um, 20, uh, I should say 2020, his uh, his son had committed suicide. So he's getting through a lot of things, that everything that that happened at that time in his life. And then this gave him a sense of purpose. And that is that his people thought for him to go forward, he needed something to do to recover from the trauma of the family. And it's just interesting to read a book that's just written and then listen to the hearings. So that's what I'm, that's taking up my time and my headspace. That can be really inspirational, a little sorrowful, but, but also just really good reflection on kind of where we are right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Randy? Yeah. Well, not, what about not you, buddy? quite as, um, as deep as Eileen's, but um, I'm reading a memoir by Mark Messier. So, um, you know, I've, Frequent uh, listeners to the podcast know I'm a Minnesotan, and uh, we like our hockey here. Um, unfortunately, he played out in the East Coast, out near Eileen, but um, we won't we won't okay. discuss uh, team loyalty or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but he's just he's a fascinating guy. And he had uh, released a memoir called "No One Wins Alone," and um, I decided to share one line um, on the back of the on the back of the book. Yeah, the first line is. Everybody has value and should be made to feel that way. Um, so it's a, it's a book about his life, but it's a book about leadership and inclusion and um, getting the best out of a team. 
So, you know, it really relates to the conversation today as we start talking about FM teams and uh, what they're experiencing with their employees and, you know, how do you build that human capital? How do you build that corporate culture? Right. And it's um, it's a really it's a really good book. I highly recommend it to the listeners. That's awesome. Exciting. I like both of those choices. I uh, I just finished my brain hurts, by the way, you guys. <laughs> I just finished a uh, I have my master practitioner certification in neurolinguistic programming now. So I took 70 hours of coursework and uh, and took the test and it's a, a, it's a manual about this thing. It's huge. Uh, so Forgive me, my brain's a little mushy today, (laughs) but it was good. It was exciting. Neuro-linguistic program. Programming, yeah, NLP, yeah. It's basically the study of linguistics and how it really uh, influences and affects our values, our states, and uh, it is really intense. It's it's a really great course. So I'm just excited. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I think we should all go to the same party. We could have some great conversations. People actually might be I know. These three. It would be good. I try explaining to people, it's not the easiest thing to explain. And I just tell them, listen, like if you remember Star Wars and how Luke became a Jedi Knight, that's kind of what I did <laughs> in a short term. <laughs> or we're kind of like in my Padawan right now, moving into that. So it's just interesting. It's, it was a lot of fun. And and uh, I think uh, going forward, there's so much more to learn. It's an interesting subject. So I'm excited. Excited. Cool. Well, thank you guys for sharing that. I mean, listeners, you know, may remember that Eileen joined us uh, about a year ago and we did yeah. the 2021, you know, FM training outlook survey. And, uh, and you guys are back. We're going to be talking about the 22, uh, 2022 version of that survey. Right. Uh, so I'm excited to kind of jump into that um, and, and kind of see what the results look like. Uh, Randy, what do you think? Tell me a little bit more about the survey and, and, uh, and how things kind of went with it. And, and yeah, let's get, let's yeah, jump into the topic. Absolutely. And I appreciate that. And I, and I compliment you on getting your certification that that sounds fascinating. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, what's next? <laughs> I, I, I already, I, I've already been in, I've been, been in the book. I've jumped into the good, pro good. FMI and well, I'm ready I, to go. Yeah, I'm going to hold so. you to that. So we'll, okay. we'll recognize it. Yeah. Least it. FMT in Las Vegas, <laughs> which is coming in early November. Um, but, uh, we we feel awesome. it's important to if you want to understand what's going on in the industry, you want to understand trends, and you know really get and really understand that you've got to ask, you've got to go out and ask the broad audience. Um, so we partner up annually for this training outlook survey, and we partner with organizations like the McMorrow Group and and uh, McMorrow Report and FM Link, um, Trade Press Media Group, NFMT, Facilities Net, um, other associations like AFE and and uh, other folks that can help us get out to the market and, and ask them on an annual basis, um, you know, what are they seeing in terms of trends with their employees, with their human capital, with their training, what's uh, causing folks to consider leaving, what's um, causing folks to stay. And uh, this year, we, we did that again, and um, you know, we're going to revisit that today, but it really interesting who came back and answered that survey. So this year, we had almost um, 40% of our respondents from outside the U.S. So we feel really good about, you know, kind of reaching that global audience. Almost 80% of those folks manage one or more one or more people. So it was uh, more skewed this year towards yeah. management type folks um, that are leading teams as opposed to individual mm. staff. Um, we, it was represented in 35 different countries, top countries, of course, the U.S., uh, but second on the list is Nigeria, then our friends to the north in, in Canada, um, India, Saudi Arabia, 
Trinidad and Tobago, um, which is we can probably highlight it a little bit because we have a really good uh, functioning uh, education partner for ProFM in Trinidad and Tobago, and they helped us get the word out to that to that local market. But um, we got really good global response to that. Um, in terms of kind of experience levels, um, almost, uh, almost just over 60% had 10 or more years of experience. And it was really spread evenly across verticals and building types, you know, from uh, commercial on through hospitality. So, you know, really no, uh, really no specific business type or uh, building type um, in, in industry verticals. So really spread out across those verticals. And then uh, in terms of team size, um, you know, again, really spread out. Um, a number of them, almost 13% over, had over 100, um, 100 folks on their staff. So, you know, we feel really good about the folks that responded to that and, and took the took the opportunity to answer that and help us build, uh, you know, this research that we can share back to the industry. We think it's important annually to, to give back and have that positive impact and share this back to the FM industry. So that's who answered it. I'm excited to dig into, you know, now the results of that. That's incredible. What a wide variety of people and uh, and. I mean, it sounds like it's all over the yeah. world. That's incredible. Yeah. That's yeah. really incredible. Eileen, from your background, could you tell us a little bit about McMorrow Reports and, and what you guys do? Sure. McMorrow Reports and FM Link are both digital websites for the facilities management industry. Um, FM Link's been around since 1995. was the first facility management international website um, of news, content, information, and we really have a global presence there covering the facility management and engineering profession with a little bit of design. And um, that website receives over 600,000 visitors each year. Wow. The McMahon Report is largely the United States with some Canadian reach, and we focus a lot on newsletters. So we produce eight newsletters a month going to commercial, healthcare, education, and government as vertical markets. And then FM Link has its own weekly newsletter. And then we're working with the Association of Facilities Engineering to produce the content for their newsletter as well, to bring more engineering news to the industry. So um, we are online every day, all the time, day and night. And that's what we do. I love it. I think it's just good for people to kind of get the background to understand how amazingly qualified you guys are to not only to get this data, but to really interpret it and look at it and what it means to, you know, to FM into this market. It's incredible. Yeah, when people ask, they say, "Well, how how do you get that information for all those newsletters?" Yeah. And it's like, "Cause I'm in it. Like we're we're in <laughs> it. It's it's your conferences, and then your different shows, and then you have people calling you, and then the the email. It's just you know, it, there's more content in this field than I could that I can possibly publish every week. You really have to filter for what's good. I I so publish a lot. I know it. Training out yeah, I know it. Yeah. And we're not even going to get to everything on this podcast, but I'd, I'd love to kind of just kind of dig into some of the highlights. Uh, Randy, for those who don't know, ProFM can tell yeah, us a little bit about absolutely. you guys. Absolutely. So we have the uh, most current, relevant, comprehensive FM training and credential program on the market today. So again, back to kind of the roots, you know, we did a global survey where we built out this comprehensive body of knowledge, which encompasses everything that facility managers need to know and execute on on a daily basis. Um, all included in one single program. So everything is there that's needed to get yourself um, the expertise and the competency and bring the value back to your organization. So highly recommend you check that out, profami.org. We'll do this at the end as well, but profami.org is a place to go get more information. 
love that. Thank you guys. I think it's good, you know, a good reference for people to understand where the information comes from and who you guys are and, you know, how important it is. And if we think back really to kind of last year, you know, one of the big topics in FM really dealt with remote work. And that was a huge thing for, you know, coming out of COVID. And are we really out of COVID? We're kind of out of COVID. Not really. I'm not sure. But we used to deal with a lot with hybrid workplaces. And and I think we're still dealing with that. But, you know, what were the the really big areas that you guys looked at this year? Yeah, so Eileen, you want to, you want to take that? Eileen, what would... Yeah, I would say that um, you know we we definitely asked that question about you know was there the was there the, the great resignation in the facility management profession and um, what we found out was that sixty six percent of FM managers and staff Ooh. have left or are considering leaving. That is a heat that was probably wow. quite a riveting number for us that have left are leaving. But you know what we really found out was the top three reasons that. Um, organizations can retain facility management professionals are through increased compensation benefits, opportunities for professional development and training, and offer opportunities for internal advancement. People would prefer to stay if there was a place to go. So 54% of FM leaders say that they have open FM-related positions right now, and that's due to staff having moved, left the organization, retiring, as we've talked about this for years. It's like before, during, and after COVID, people are retiring. Um, and there are people who are so passionate about what they do, they have fear of retiring because they're, there's no one to hand the work to yet. So I think the older generation is saying, I need to get people lined up to do my job, then I will have yeah, to leave. I'm hearing this all over the place. And it's so crazy if you guys are on LinkedIn, it's like, you know, this new person starting a new job and this new person starting a new job and this new person starting a job. It's like over and over and over. It's crazy. Crazy yeah, the turnover. I, I think to add detail and, to know, that, Sean, um, you know, Eileen brought up, that 67% of FMs have considered leaving and going elsewhere. And, and that's the, yeah. really the number one reason for movement. You know, I've been in and around facility management since 2009. And each year since 2009, Eileen, you can talk to this too. We talked about this, this looming retirement gap that's coming. And it, and it still exists. But now yeah. the movement among staff, you know, looking for different positions is, is kind of interesting. So one of the top reasons for these open positions now is not just retirement, but people are leaving and looking at other opportunities. And, and I think Eileen brought up a really good point that, of course, money talks, you know, increased compensation talks, but, you know, invest in your people. Everyone matters and should be made to feel that way back, quoting back to Mark Messier, right? Well, let, let's invest back in our, in our people. The time is now and you can't afford not to. You know, Eileen and I participated in a in a panel discussion in Orlando uh, at NFMT Orlando with Keith Tate from Polk County in Florida. It's kind of a rural county, right? And he had fascinating stories about um, you know yeah. clearing out gators out of ponds and all, all sorts of fun things. But you know, one key thing that came out <laughs> yes, of that was they can't pay the same um, level of compensation, you know, monetary compensation that the private sector can, but what they can provide is right. better experience. They can provide a better work environment. They can provide a little more flexibility. They can provide a better package, you know, so you've got to, you've got to tie that together and they've invested in professional development and that's kept people and it's drawn people to their organization. So, so that, that's really key to, you know, kind of think about here. Um, so, you know, I just, there, there's so much in this. There, there's so much in it. 
Um, you know, fifty-four percent of people are going to have open positions. I mean, that that is that is crazy to me. <laughs> yep, it's staggering. It's honestly just staggering the numbers. Uh, I mean, and it makes sense if we if we look around with you know what's going on in our country and 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 <laughs> just the migration. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but from California, there's a few <laughs> yes. people leaving California. Yep, there's a few people. Yeah, it's just been crazy. There's so much change in the world. Well, Randy, we probably don't have, like I said, we probably don't have time to go through everything in this survey because it's so huge. Uh, but I mean, people can download this survey, yeah, right? Uh, Where can they get it? On profami.org. So go out and um, you know get the full report. Um, it, there's some fascinating information in there, and, it, and it's pretty quick. Quick read. It's about ten pages in length. With exact nice. It, well, ten pages. It's all but, right. So. You know what? That that's what's the beauty of this. This is a very accessible survey with Love great that. takeaways that you can go to your management with and say, you know, it's very concise. We asked a lot of questions, but we didn't provide every single answer. What we wanted to do was really get the compelling information. So anyone can go through these, you know, really eight pages of data that tells you that, you know, eighty six percent of facility managers and facility manager employers say they know there's a gap between the knowledge and the skills that their team members have to learn and what they need to excel. They know it's there. They know training makes an impact. So they're looking to get more training, but the management people need to go to the other management people to say, these folks need credentials and we need to do the training because we want them to stay. So we think because things are more settled in whether you're hybrid, you know, whether you're hybrid or you're in full time, the sense that this is the time to get the training that fit, almost 57% now say, that they're planning to implement FM training this year. Remember, we got these survey results in February and March. This is extremely current yeah, data. Yeah, that's incredible. And then, Randy, you were bringing up, you know, the the you know fact that people are looking for more money, right? It's like cash is king, baby. And I know that's a draw. And and I you know and I listen to so many different leaders that tell right. you, no man, don't chase the dollar. Yeah, you, you got it's got to be more than that yeah. in your career. And, you know, and I think it's true that people are, are definitely looking for that. And, and especially now with how, you know, tough, you know, things are with inflation. People are like, man, extra money. I don't know. Sounds really good. But there's more to, you know, being in a job or a career than than the money. Right. And so that kind of brings us to that second factor, really, of, you know, the value of the professional development and training. Right. Well, people can get ready for this by doing online classes. So you can you can have a very collaborative experience. You don't have to be alone with the book. And you can meet with people who are not just the people you're working with in your, on your own FM team or the people you service all day, but other like-minded facilities people with the same struggles. And it's going to, if you join one of those study groups, you have kind of a place to share your current struggles and then go, all right, let's let's get into chapter four or let's get into like, the, you know, some of these body of knowledge areas. And if you do a few phone calls and all of a sudden you get into the flow of you're preparing, but then you have a built in group to talk to about what you need to do in facility management or where you're no, struggling. I think that's super important. Everyone needs that community. And, and I know last time we talked about this, we talked about that 91 percent. And, and how people are really looking to make changes in their life. Um, you know, if we're looking at this survey, is that something that showed up this time around? Are people still looking for training? They are. Yep. So I think Eileen referenced that stat here uh, just a little bit ago. So it's down a little bit. So now 87 percent 
um, said that there's this gap. And then um, we dig into that a little bit further, those managers, and this was a pretty manager heavy kind of respondent group. So those demographics I shared earlier, 86% of those managers said that their team needs it. So, you know, almost nine out of 10. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, Minnesota math here, that seems like that. That's a big majority <laughs> of folks that, that really believe they need it. <laughs> That's great. Well, I love your Minnesota math, Randy. It, it always works for everybody. Well, how do we know? I mean, so you guys are going through this this survey quite a bit uh, and collected this data. And, and yeah. Randy, what you know? What are they? What kind of training are these uh, FMs really looking for? Like, what what yeah. where, do, where do they want to grow and, at? Um, you know, probably the first one is a um, won't be a surprise. So compliance and standards, um, I think, as we as we've all managed through the last, we'll call it thirty months here, as we've managed through the last thirty months with the changing <laughs> protocols and the you know changing standards and changing compliance and geographically based compliance and standards, um, that's key. So that so that was number one. But second, and I think you know everybody on this on this podcast will appreciate this leadership. And how do I lead this through? And so the importance of the facilities group to be leaders in the organization and help manage them through, um, you know, think about the, the move to remote work and think, and, you know, and think about the, um, you know, cybersecurity needed and, and all the factors that, that factor into making sure the health and well-being of your employees is, is in check. You got to lead and you've got to be able to, um, you know, to lead through many different problems. Then, you know, third, emergency management. Gosh, you know, that kind of uh, meshes pretty well with the last 30 months, you know, and then more standard things like, you know, project <laughs> management, management, strategic planning, capital planning. We talked to Robert Blakey here a month ago about, you know, factors around capital planning. And then, you know, last but not least, and this is always important, is communication. So the, the, the organizations that manage through this the best, in my humble opinion, are folks that communicate well. So uh, helping their folks understand, you know, where we're at today, where we intend to go in the short and long term, understanding that that's probably going to change. And it, and it did change, right? But, you know, staying effective with communication, whether that be verbal, written, um, nonverbal, you know, however you communicate. So, so those are the key topics. That, that kind of sh that shine through. And incidentally, those are all addressed in the Pro-FM. Those are all represented there and there's really good training and development around them. I love that. This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by Pro-FM. Earn your Pro-FM credential to elevate your FM knowledge and skills to receive the recognition you deserve. Visit us at profmi.org slash evolution. Eileen, what, what do you think about these topics? You know, why are people looking for these certain skills? You know, there might have been some complacency for a few years about what you really needed to do um, in facility management that isn't kind of all the same. Is it really changing? And um, the pandemic taught us that it did change rapidly and the expectations of how and where people go to work um, to everything that facility managers could remotely manage. And they proved that they, they could, they had to. Because instead of going in to manage the people, the people were everywhere and still needed the services of not only a robust IT department, but when they were coming to the office, there had to be certain things available mm -hmm. as people trickle back in, but then changing, really making changes that impact 
um, the fiscal situation of the company because you don't maybe need to be running all the HVAC systems and you don't need the level of food service and you don't need to have your pantries going and coffee service and sanitation and really coming to understand that it was about managing the people. So the space became secondary. Clearly, we could do the job without it, but then deciding that what part of facility management was going to be most important to the real estate managers. And that's clearly being demonstrated, regardless of what the big real estate companies are reporting. There is less space being used. So now the facilities people are helping them understand the return on investment for the amount of space you are using and how many people are are coming in. What a change in their lives. It's it's so vastly different from where they were three years ago. And then going through that whole change with the hybrid work environments, are you guys just kind of based on what you're seeing? Is it very, is it pretty consistent through the world? I mean, this is an international survey. Are you seeing pretty yeah, consistent it, it, results? Yeah, Sean has been pretty consistent with, um, you know, topics yeah. and training and even um, return to work. That's been pretty consistent worldwide. Um, I mentioned Trinidad and Tobago earlier in the call. Um, they just kicked off a class and, and they're, they're just, um, again, coming out of pretty restrictive COVID uh, mandates. But they, they did that in person. They were able to pull mm-hmm. that off in person and, and do that. But they, they just, within the last 30 days, kind of returned again, you know, again over the last 30 yeah. months. So, yeah, I think it's pretty consistent worldwide. It's really interesting. I mean, I don't know about where you guys are, but in California, they're talking about masking up again, like as a requirement. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm in central New Jersey and the town next to us um, in the government offices, they've gone the mask mandates back either today or Wednesday to give people time for internal, you know, just the local municipal administrative, whatever. But But what matters is that the people who are deciding to go ahead and do something about their training situation, they know that immediately there's, you know, they say, okay, there's increased compensation and benefits if the staff says, yeah, I'll, I'll take the time to get the training. Um, saying we care, we want you to stay. We, we want you to be part of our organization. So we're going to find a way to give you an opportunity to study, to prepare. And the idea that you can do this at two in the afternoon, That's right. right? You don't have to wait until kids are in bed and they've gone home and you've done the other domestic things and oh at 8 30 9 o'clock at night i'm going to start working on my pro fm it's like no during the day take time out because you're here 12 hours take your time out sometimes just go ahead and get working on that do an online study session in the afternoon and everybody wants internal advancement if they can get it like why start over so the idea that you can kind of build your skill set and deliver more for your company and we have addressed you know well what happens if people leave well people leave but overall, you're looking to have more qualified FMs across the board. I mean, you don't learn a lot of the stuff in school. Yeah, that's a really so important point, Eileen. And from an employer perspective, think about your cost of hire and your cost of ramp. So if you can retain, I mean, that that is instant ROI on the program. If you're investing back and, and they uh, make a decision because you're investing back to stay, there's a significant cost savings on trying to hire um, you know, people that don't exist, <laughs> right? You know, so you know, I, I think um, a key message out of the Connects conference recently was, you know, we're hiring potential and we're coaching them up, and we're we're trying to get them up to speed. So we're you know, we're hiring folks with no facilities background, but they have potential to learn, and then we're going to coach, and you know, we're going to coach them up, and we're going to train them 
effectively. Great organizations have done that and have been able to retain. <clears throat> yeah, I think, Sean, we are seeing that, that companies are at the management level are getting the message because this year the number was higher in terms of that um, 60% of employers, these are, we found more managers answer than worker bees, say that 60% are providing the funding for staff to pursue external FM training, credentials, or qualifications. So somewhere, somebody carved out the budget to get this done. And I got a hunch that if you're paying for a lot less real estate, you're going to have time to put that, redeploy some of that money into training. There's going to be some amazing, amazing workplaces two years from now. When all this redesign is done, I was at a, a session in New York City last week, and there was a designer there from Nelson talking about big banks and insurance firms, and they are changing the workplace. They're shedding real estate, but they are spending. They are really happy and excited about the new environment that they're investing in. So employees come in, but also so they stay home and they use the place very differently. It, it, it was fascinating the what the senior executives are I'm telling them they want for the workplace. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I'm excited to see none of it. what's going to happen because I think we're in a huge cultural shift right now. Like not just here in the United States, but across the world, shifting right. how things, how we do stuff. Right, Tom. Yeah, and then really kind of just changing that work mm-hmm. environment. It's going to change everything in facilities. It's literally has changed over the last couple of years. Has changed everything they look at and how they look at it. And just, but moving forward, man, I, it's going to be very interesting to see how values are shifting towards exactly what you're saying, which is just reinvesting into your team and really taking care of them. Because, you know, here, I think, in a, especially not necessarily, especially here, but in America, we, we view workers as just, man, we work hard 10 hours a day. Plus go, you know, if you don't take a lunch, you're, if you take lunch, you're a whip, you know, and I think we're kind of. You know, we're shifting values, we're shifting <laughs> beliefs. And uh, I, I, for one, I'm excited to hear that because I think it's going to make us way more productive in the end. It'd be very challenging. So much. To, go ahead. Well, I was going to say something as, as mm-hmm. you know, mundane as utility management. But my gosh, you can't use an extra Seriously. drop of water in California than what you need. You can't, right? There are places where you certainly cannot take the chance of yeah. not having, you know, your power grid in check. You know, the the, the chance of, of whole sections going down or having to go through the controlled power outage. I mean, there's all that thing comes back to facility management. If people come in, is this going to be a limited power day? You know, can we really bring it all up? You know, and, and, and what is the trade-off? Someone's going to have to do some research on if everyone's running your air conditioner at home versus everyone comes into a building that's running it, where are we actually spending more? Carbon? Everybody's talking about carbon, and no one's talking about carbon offsets. They're talking about real carbon savings. That's not like I'll go buy some. That, yeah, I think you're right. That mindset. It is gone. crazy. Well, as we wrap up here, guys, we're kind of running out of time. I, I just kind of want to kind of get some final thoughts from you on feedback on the survey and and what people should expect for yeah, it. You know, I, I think it's uh, go get it. Go out to profilemy.org and get it. Um, you know, download it. Just the information. If you have questions, we're, we're available to uh, to reach out. Um, so, Eileen, other thoughts? Yeah, I mean, right there. You know, this year, seven percent more, um, meaning seventy-seven percent said that it was going to be that the managers say having a qualification or a credential will change mm. whether or not you get the interview. 
So, you know, everybody spends seven seconds looking at a resume. So if they can see some letters after your name, it's stopped. This guy's got letters. This gal has some letters. They've done a couple of credentials because you can just sort right there. What do you want? What can you go to manager with? And if you have to pay this person more, you can be able to say, this is why. They already got the credential. They're already qualified. They've done the work. So um, I just think we're now on a trajectory. But you've got to make it accessible to people and you've got to make them be able to be engaged, feel good about the experience. I love so, that. And I think yeah. it's exciting. Well, I and I love that you bring that up because right now people do want to grow and they're looking for ways to differentiate themselves from other people. Right. And just like you said, if you have those, those little letters, man, people will stand up and take notice. They're like, well, what is that? That's really interesting. Oh, that's oh, okay. That's great. Mm. <laughs> You're certified. Let's uh, let's put him to the top of this list. So, yeah, I think that's a huge impact. And I think it's a, a reflection yeah. of where we are and what people are looking for. So I'm excited to uh, to share this with everyone. We're going to put the link to your survey uh, on the podcast notes so people can go check it out. And, uh, you know, thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm sure we didn't get to everything. I know we, we missed a ton. That's all right, because you go to profmi.org. And while we say, you know, it's, it's basically nine pages. <laughs> See, that's awesome. It's only seven you really have to read. Awesome. You know? Well, thank you so much, Randy. Uh, thank you for joining us as always and bringing amazing guests. I, every month I learn something new and this is yeah, extra special because I get to see Eileen again. And, and before we go, well, hi, Eileen, how would somebody get, um, thank you. get into, to get into the McMorrow reports? Yes. Thank you. Oh, sure. Right. Thank you. McMorrowReports.com, upper right-hand corner. There's subscribe and you can subscribe to the newsletter that suits your vertical market and FMLink.com. Same thing. There's a subscribe to get the newsletters. It's, you know, they're quick reads that come out every Monday and it's just chock full of information. We'll link you forward to what you need to know. Awesome. To get through Randy. your life in the same my back, brother. Thank you. Save me for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, yeah, one more time. How do people find um, you, sir? Uh, Randy O at profamaya.org is my uh, email address. But just go out to the site. Um, a lot of good information out there. In fact, you might even find a video of Eileen out there speaking about about us. Right. Ah. All right. Well, we'll get that information up and, and make sure people can find you guys. And I'm excited to kind of get together with you. I Absolutely. think next year we'll do this again. We'll just keep going. It'd be, like, it'd be like a tradition now. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, And, you know, Randy and I, are, we're going to take a nice deep dive into it at the NFMT awesome. Remix in Las Vegas early November. So... We're just going to have a whole hour about this and see what people want to learn. And yeah, no questions right there. there. Because <laughs> a few months later, we're, we're no pressure we're at all. Oh, I got yeah, it, at that, yeah. at that conference. Gosh, it'd be nice no, to have no. Sean Black up on that stage. Yep. <laughs> I agree. We're going to make that happen. In fact, I, you know, I'm committing to it. Right. We'll have it done. So, all right, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm excited to get, it, get back together with you. And thank you for sharing the results. I, super, I think they're super impactful uh, and, and it's really cool for people to kind of hear what what's going on in the industry and, you know, and not just be, people's, you know, opinion. This is thousands of people that are they're that coming in and, and giving this information. So it's awesome. Thank you very much for sharing. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. This episode of FM Evolution is brought to you by Pro FM. How do your FM skills measure up to the global standard? 
Try our free Map Your Gap self-assessment at profmi.org slash evolution. 